You are listening to a podcast taken from one of Radio Maria's many live programs. If you enjoy it, please consider making a donation or becoming a monthly supporter. To do so, visit www.radiomariaengland.uk. It is only through the generous support of our listeners that we continue to be a Christian voice by your side. Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on this, the uh, memorial of uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta. And let's begin with uh, today's gospel um, for her memorial rather than from the standard readings of the day, which is taken from Matthew chapter 25. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink a stranger, and you gave me no welcome, naked, and you gave me no clothing, ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. So a little bit later this afternoon, I'm uh, going to be celebrating um, Mass for the uh, missionaries of charity at the place where they operate their uh, soup kitchen at St. Pius X in Charles Square in Ladbroke Grove. And I thought I'd share with you the, uh, the homily that I'm going to give to them uh, this this afternoon. So imagine yourself in being a nun. Um, if you're a man, that might require a little f- stretch of the imagination, but let's try. So you'll often hear people talk about the radiant beauty of nuns. Now, sisters, before you get jealous, 
I think this is largely from people who do not know the nun-sister distinction. I imagine you spend a lot of your life being asked, so why did you become a nun? And being less pedantic than Dominicans, you probably just answer the question rather than correct it. You do, after all, know what they mean. And I think Mother Teresa knew what people meant too. We'll get on to that in a minute. Father Paul Murray, in his lovely little book on Mother Teresa, speaks about her radiance and her smile. It's the radiance of holiness, and it's beautiful. Even in her later years, when, if we're honest, she looked very much like the before photo in an advert for an anti-wrinkle or anti-aging cream, there was a beauty that was simply inexplicable by natural standards. She was compelling. It makes me think of the Feast of the Transfiguration, which we celebrated almost exactly a month ago. As Christ ascends the mountain with Peter and James and John, the reality of his divinity is made manifest in his humanity. In effect, we see Christ for the first time as a sacrament. I think the truly holy start to become transfigured too. I think that is the explanation for their radiance. With the ugliness of sin diminished, the reality of the baptised person, the person baptised into Christ, becomes more visible. I've seen this work both ways. I remember when I first arrived at university, there was an incredibly beautiful girl living down the hall from me, and I thought, wow, I want to get to know her better. But the reality was, at least at that time in her life, I thought she was a little shallow. And the more I knew of her, the less I was able to understand the previous reaction that she had invoked to me. She hadn't changed, but obviously the way that I saw her had changed. Similarly, a girl who I'd initially thought unremarkable when I first met her, as I got to know what a kind and caring person she was, I started to become convinced of her beauty. Again, she hadn't changed, but my vision of her had. And all that sounds fine, and perhaps it even makes me sound like a person of depth, someone is, who is not superficial, but rather sees the beauty beneath except it's not entirely satisfactory. The accursed, as they are told to depart from the king, ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of the least ones you did not do for me and these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Christian is called to see deeper than his judgments. The Christian is called to see the reality, not their judgment of it. When I said earlier that Mother Teresa knew what people meant, I was hinting that I think she saw the Imago Dei, the image of God in each and every one. When you see the truth of the person made in the image and likeness of God, irrespective of how they behave or how they look, how can you not also see their goodness and their beauty? I think Mother saw all this, 
And so to love them was not a sheer effort of the will, in the way that some of us might walk into a smelly room with nose pinched to do some cleaning, or might tentatively wash the exceptionally unclean as at arm's length as the length of our arms will allow. Seeing the truth of the human person, she was drawn to those who by purely human standards looked unlovable. Those who perhaps even belonged to the untouchables. And in loving them as they were, in loving the image of God in them, she made them realize that they were touchable and lovable. And I pray that each of us listening to this might thirst to do the same and then might be given the grace to see more clearly. And so now let's uh, take a listen to Adoro Te Devote, which in a in a certain way gets at our, you know, the that that hymn of Aquinas at our uh, at our at our desire and at our faith in seeing beneath the accidents of the bread in the Eucharist to the reality behind it. <laughs> <laughs> 